Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Is Trevor Lawrence ready for Sundays? Can the Browns finally be a contender? Plus, how far can Russell Wilson take the Seahawks? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Jacksonville Jaguars may have been the worst team in football in 2020, but there are plenty of reasons for optimism in 2021, not the least of which starts with the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, who showed some flashes of why he was that generational talent in the Jaguars' first preseason game. A new head coach, Urban Meyer, coming from the college ranks. They also brought in Trevor Lawrence's college teammate, Travis Etienne, and spent plenty of money in free agency to bolster this roster. Joining me now from Locked On Jaguars, Tony Wiggins. And Tony, I don't think anyone expects Jacksonville to be an AFC contender this season. So what does a successful year in year one for Urban Meyer look like? Um, For the fans, I think it's just um, something that looks consistently better as if it's on the uptick and the upswing. Uh, I always harken back to the year the Seattle Seahawks. I think they went like seven, eight and one and they made the playoffs and they made all of that noise. And then you go, everyone around the league was like, we got a problem, right? Because we knew what was coming after that. But I, I, I would disagree. I think Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer says this is a one-year deal. He says it's not fair to the guys on the team to look at this as a long-term uh, issue and solution. And uh, he's not a guy who's used to losing. So I, I think uh, while he may be unrealistic in thinking that, that he can <laughs> kind of turn it around, because what they actually did in free agency is they didn't, they didn't go real big with uh, the alpha – type player they went real big with the b minus type guy and and signed like 13 of them they went team building the guys that they think are going to be good are the 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 early players they drafted this year and the early players who have been drafted in subsequent years before this so we'll see the other thing that helps them is the afc south could potentially be a little bit on the on the downswing the titans you know, an open question whether or not they can replicate the success that they've had recently. Houston is a complete mess, and we don't know what the situation is in Indianapolis with Carson Wentz, with Quentin Nelson. Their health is a big question mark here. So if you're Urban Meyer, don't you have to be sitting around here going, hey, why not us? We've got plenty of talent, and we've got who we think is a generational quarterback that can lead us. It's, It's not crazy, is it, Tony, to think that Trevor Lawrence by the end of this season, could be the best quarterback in the division? It's not crazy to think that at all, especially with Deshaun Watson looking like he's not going to play. Um, I, I would agree with you about Houston. Um, the thing that really throws a monkey wrench in this entire deal is the Colts and their health problems. And you know, there was already the question of Carson Wentz, but now with him being unhealthy, that's an even bigger question. And now you, you're looking at a rookie from Texas who might – take the job from Jason uh, Jacob Eason if uh, Carson isn't healthy. And then Quentin Nelson, who's the anchor of the entire offensive line. So it starts to give a little bit of room for Jacksonville to look through that door and go, why not us? Why not now? Now, Tennessee, they, they've had some turnover, but by and large, they're still the most talented and most consistent team in sure. the division with their offense and with Mike Vrabel running the team. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, can the Browns finally be contenders? 
Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With all of the makes and models with cars today, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers. You have a phone in your pocket. Why spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain or car dealership when you could just go to Rock Auto and get the best price? RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Now here's what you need to be locked on today. Surprise, surprise, another college football season will start with everyone chasing the tide. Alabama is number one in the Associated Press Top 25 preseason poll for the fourth time in the past six seasons. Alabama received 47 of 63 first place votes from the panel of sports writers and broadcasters in the poll presented by Regents Bank. Oklahoma is number two, just ahead of number three, Clemson. The Atlanta Falcons are fully vaccinated and are believed to be the first NFL team to reach this milestone. Atlanta has been proactive with vaccinations in the community as well, offering vaccines at its preseason game last Friday and the team's practice inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium earlier this month. The Falcons did have five players on the reserve COVID-19 list at the start of training camp, but all have since been removed from the list. No word if Kanye was among those vaccinated. The San Diego Padres, in need of pitching reinforcements as they try to hang on to their wildcard lead, have signed right-hander Jake Arrieta to a minor league contract. Arrieta is expected to be added to the major league roster today to make a start against the Colorado Rockies in Denver. Arietta was released by the Chicago Cubs last week after he was 5-11 with a 6.88 ERA this season in his second stint with the franchise. Boston Celtics guard Marcus Smart has agreed to a four-year, $77 million contract extension. The extension, which begins with the 2022-2023 season, is the maximum allowable off Smart's $14.3 million salary for 21-22. The deal does not include a player option. Smart has played his entire seven-year career with the Celtics, who drafted him sixth overall in 2014. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag. NFL Super Bowl odds have been updated after one full week of preseason action. And Kansas City, surprise, surprise, still sits atop the rankings. The betonline.ag line for them to hoist the Lombardi Trophy has the Chiefs at plus 525 favorites. Tampa Bay at 6-1. Green Bay 11-1. Buffalo 12-1. And Cleveland at 14 to one for all your MLB, NFL, college football, and golf lines, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for a fifty percent welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. It would have been unthinkable just a few years ago to say the Cleveland Browns have the fifth best odds, according to BetOnline.ag. To win the Super Bowl, 14 to 1, the third best odds in the AFC. But after the offseason they had, following up the surprise season they had under coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski, no one should be surprised 
in 2021. Joining me now from Locked On Browns, Jeff Lloyd and Jeff. We know that this Browns team is going to be, or has the potential at least to be, a real force in the AFC. Last year, they were a good team, not a great team. So what is it going to take for them to get into that conversation with the Bills and the Chiefs as real AFC contenders this season? I think a lot of it is going to come down to the defensive side of the ball. Um, you, what you saw last year on the offensive side, everything started to click, You know, whether it was the running game, whether it was the passing game, whether it was having, you know, argument's sake, the number one offensive line in the NFL. My side, I'll say it was the number one offensive line in the NFL. But defense, it was just lacking. Now, you're looking possibly at nine new starters on the defensive side of the ball. The only starters you were confident in. You only in get is, 11, Jeff. <laughs> yes, yes. Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. But the thing is, it's rare that you say you're starting nine new defensive players, and most of them may be upgrades. Um, you know, Jadavian Clowney mm-hmm. paired with Miles Garrett. The thing I like to say to everybody is the Spider-Man meme. There's very few people that Jadavian Clowney can point to. There's very few people that Miles Garrett can point to. And how does that fuel each other? You know, oh, he got two. All right, well, <laughs> this is, <laughs> there's no way I'm sitting out this half with nothing. And just driving each other like that. But then you've got to see, and they only played one starter Saturday night. But you see Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, and you see the versatility. And these players, it's been difficult the last couple of years. The Cardinals did it last year with Isaiah Simmons, and it never really came to fruition until later in the year. Granted, the Cardinals had a lot more invested in him. For the Browns, it's their 52nd overall pick, a second rounder. But you saw everything as far as being a versatile defender. Where does he play? Maybe it doesn't really matter exactly where he plays, just he will do what you ask him to do. Snuff out a screen. Uh, sure. Cover a ball, you know, cover a receiver in the slot. Can he blitz the A-gap? Yeah, bang, bang, bang. And this is all keeping in mind, he missed a lot of training camp due to the fact that he ended up on the COVID list. Obviously, whatever he had, it never really affected him because he looked like all systems go, Saturday night. But then you get to the other parts. John Johnson the third, adding a player of this caliber. Ronnie Harrison had a great year last year, was the Browns' best safety. Doesn't have to be this year. Grant Talbot, still a mystery at this point as he's been you know, nursing leg injuries, coming back from the Achilles. At worst, maybe has to be the third best safety. But guess what? You drafted one on day three, and Richard LeCount looked fantastic. A PFF grade of 90 in his first NFL action Sunday night. Um, you go to the offensive side of the ball, none of the core players played, but yet they found a way to throw for 340 yards, put up 23 points. Um, no running game really came to fruition, but it's understandable. It was a patchwork offensive line. You're trying to move guys around because you're trying to find who's going to be six, seven, eight, and nine. They have depth everywhere. Uh, a couple of injuries here. We'll see how it part, you know, how it parlays into what they can do. But they also have enough in the tank. They they can go out and get whatever they need. Um, the, the biggest thing right now is trying to figure out how do they only keep 53. And this is weird because this is a team right about now. For years, Peter, we'd be saying, all right, we'll scrap about 67 of them, and can we get 25 real ball players in here? <laughs> but this is as legit as it is now. You've got the coaching staff with all these players to believe in. You've got a front office, which now for two years in a row has just hit the ground running and shown that even though they're young, even though they're doing things heavily analytically, it's proving to look like it's getting the job done. For this right now and for you know everybody asking about the Cleveland Browns and everybody who says, oh, maybe their fans are getting too excited – I don't know how. This is the most promise promise they've had since they've returned. And it's hard to ignore it, especially when you go out there and you put an effort like you did. Granted, it was week one of preseason, but Jacksonville was playing legitimate NFL starters. The Browns were playing a bunch of guys that aren't even going to be good enough to make the Cleveland Browns, and yet they still got the job done. 
Coming up, just how far can Russell Wilson take the Seahawks? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it is such a versatile snack. It is such a versatile food. I have it for breakfast in the morning sometimes. I have it as a pre-lunch snack. Of course, I have it before workouts. I have it after workouts. I have it mid-afternoon. Just about any time you can think to have a Built Bar or just eat, period. That's when I have a Built Bar because they're delicious. That's the thing. They're delicious, like legitimately not delicious for a health food snack, not delicious for a protein bar, delicious, full stop, in a vacuum, delicious. And with flavors like peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, coconut almond, I mean, what else do you expect? They are the truth. And just because you're a Locked On listener, when you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. It seems like a long time ago now, the rumors of Russell Wilson's discontent, the infamous list of teams that he would go to if he were unhappy, but of course he wasn't and never was. Who knows what the truth is, of course, there, but there is a new offensive coordinator in Seattle and Pete Carroll has a history of elevating this defense. Joining me now, Corbin Smith from Locked on Seahawks and Corbin. The defense has not been the legion of boom that we have have known for years in Seattle. So what is it going to take for them defensively this season to get back to contending for NFC titles? Well, they've got to figure out how to bottle up the way they played the last two months a year ago and turn that into an entire season because they had a historical 180-degree turnaround from the first half to the second half. I mean, they were on pace the first eight games to obliterate the Green Bay Packers' record for most passing yards given up, and that is not a record that you want to hold. Second half of the season, they averaged, they only gave up 15 points a game the last eight games, and that coincided with Carlos Dunlap coming to town, and of course, Jamal Adams coming back from a groin injury. He really started to play at his best the last couple months. The secondary was playing much better. DJ Reed was a really nice addition for them as well. They have most of their key players from that defense back, and they have a few other young guys like Jordan Brooks that are ready to be potentially breakout players this year. It looks like the pieces are in place, but what fans have to understand is this is not the Legion of Boom. It's a different personnel. They're going to be playing a lot of bare fronts with 5-2 looks. They're going to be really relying on that front line to generate pressure. It's weird saying that given the pass rushing issues they've had in recent years, but that might be the biggest strength of this team. Even after releasing Alton Smith, they've got a ton of depth at defensive end. They've got some good pass rushing interior guys. And so they're going to be able to turn up the heat on people. And even in their preseason loss the other night, their fourth and fifth string defensive ends were generating pressure consistently. So that is going to be the key for this team. And can they get productivity at the corner spot right now? It's anyone's guess who the two starters are going to be out there. That competition still looks wide open. It might have to be offense this year, and it looked like for a while last year, as you said, it was going to have to be offense as well with Russell Wilson looking like a bona fide MVP candidate. So they bring in Shane Waldron from the Rams. It sounds like we're going to get more of that play action, outside zone, Shanahan tree stuff in Seattle. How do you think that fits with their personnel? Well, I think the Seahawks have made a couple key additions this offseason that are going to really fit that style of offense. Gerald Everett coming over from the Rams Mm. 
He is familiar with Shane Waldron, the new offensive coordinator. They've been together the last four years in L.A., and he's the type of tight end the Seahawks have not had for a long time that can stretch the defense vertically. You can move him all over the place. You can even run bubble screens with him. He's that type of an athlete. And they're hoping Dwayne Eskridge, their second-round pick out of Western Michigan, is going to be activated from the pup list this week. I've been told the next day or two that he's going to be activated. And so they're finally going to get him on the field. He's a guy that you can run jet sweeps with. A former running back at the high school level was a Mr. Indiana track athlete. So he's an explosive athlete that you can get the football to in a number of different ways. Really compliments Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And his presence out of the slot, the ability to win in the short to intermediate game, is going to really open things up. And it's going to force defenses to be careful about playing too much too deep coverage. And that just opens up the deep ball. The question is going to persist, though. Can Russell Wilson win in that short to intermediate game, especially in the middle of the field? That has been the one area that throughout his career has been a struggle. And you saw that the last two months last season. If Shane Waldron can unlock more efficiency from him in that regard, then this offense has a chance to be one of the top two or three in the league this season. And true story, if you uh, put Tyler Lockett and Dwayne Eskridge together, you get DK Metcalf just in terms of total mass. That's just how the how the numbers work there. And finally, the Field of Dreams game was a huge success between the Chicago White Sox and New York Yankees last week. And it was also a huge success for Fox and Major League Baseball. The game resulted in the best regular season MLB viewership since 2005 and led to record MLB regular season ad revenue for Fox. So naturally... Major League Baseball will run it back next year, but with different teams. The Cubs will play the Reds at the Field of Dreams site in Iowa on August 11th, 2022. Proving the old adage, if you build it, they will watch. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, our NFL preview week continues with a look at the New York Jets. Are they headed for another year of disaster? So at least until tomorrow. Stay locked on today.